when you open your mind to creativity, it, uh, you open lots of new questions, new ideas, new ways to solve problems in every aspect of your life. And we are trying to teach people, use your hands again, because in this digital era, you know, we are always doing things in our computers or our telephones, and we forgot to use our hands. It's an important way to connect with yourself and to grow as a person and as a professional too. Welcome back to an episode of Passionista Colorista podcast with me, Isabel Westermark. It's been a long time since I uploaded anything and I'm sorry for that. I have struggled with my health, with anxiety and with a lack of mojo. And when the whole family is home together almost all of the time, it's hard to find time for things like this. But here it's finally my interview with one of the most creative and inspiring persons I met through my coloring, Natalia, also known as a ton of colors. She's 42 years old, lives in Colombia with her husband and her 10 year old twin girls. Her favorite coloring book illustrator is Hannah Carlson, but Nate is also doing bullet journaling, art journaling and her own beautiful mandalas. She also runs a business with two of her friends about creativity and self-care. And she has the blog, A Ton of Colors, with interviews and tips about how to color and be creative in different ways. Welcome to listen and welcome dear Natalia. Okay, I'm, I'm a pretty shy person. Um, I just can't sit down. You will say that I'm kind of a hyper <laughs> all the time. I do lots of exercise and I'm, I'm constantly doing things. Okay, I like to, to read. I like to learn. You know, if you ask me, the thing I like the most in life is to learn new things. I love to spend time with my twin girls. I'm, I'm a pretty committed mama, I'll say. I, will, I try to go to the school, to every, you know, appointment, reunion, everything they have. And I like to spend quality time with them. And usually my afternoons are always with my girls. And you live in Colombia? I live in Colombia, yeah. I used to live in France and I also lived in England for like a, almost a year when I was younger. And right now I live in Colombia, yeah. So how many languages do you speak? You know, today I, I feel a little rusty with my English because you don't speak English all the time. My girls goes to an American school, so they speak very well English and I try to help them and speak with them. So I speak French, Spanish, and English. And this coloring book thing, how did that start? I used to work for a big corporation. And, you know, I was like working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, something like that. And my husband is pretty much the same. He works a lot. And we used to travel a lot. And with the twingers, I decided to stay at home. So um, when they were five years old, I quit my job. And my husband decided that uh, I needed to do something because 
suddenly I was, I find myself with lots of time. So he bought me a Prismacolor box and a coloring book. And he said that I needed to do something and I started to paint. And what was that first book? It was a Daria song book. I remember a time machine. I don't remember the name exactly. So I must say that it's pretty advanced. First set, Prismacolor and Daria song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? Uh, I colored like one page and I put them aside for like a year. <laughs> and I started to paint again a year later. But that second time then when you restarted to color, what was it that got you caught? We were going on a trip, actually, a holiday with with twins. They were like six years old or seven. Going, actually, we were going to Punta Cana, you know, like a, like a summer place with the beaches and doing nothing all day. So I packed my book and my colors because I thought that was a pretty good pastime with my kids at the hotel and even at the plane. So I started to paint there. And how was it? I remember that I felt uh, like uh, so peaceful, like I was doing some kind of active meditation. <laughs> If you are that person that always are on uh, on the run doing things and and not able to sit still, then coloring seems to. How do you get have the patience to sit down and color? It's pretty slow. Yeah, it is, and I think that's one of the. I think that's the magic for me because I finally found something that makes me slow down, you know? I find an outlet for my energy, a different outlet, because I always used to do lots of exercise and stay pretty active in my life. And I think that I, what I love the most about coloring or doing bullet journal or art journal is that exactly that I find, I finally get away to slow down, slow down and think, take things slowly and, you know, have a little bit of peace and calm. My husband used to say to me that I was only still when I was sleeping. <laughs> so I think I find a way to channel that energy. So after that trip, when you restarted to color and enjoyed it, what happened then? I started to color in a pretty much uh, in a daily basis. But I, you know what? It took me like six months to discover that you have a, a whole community about coloring on Instagram and on Pinterest. Because the first six months that I was coloring, I was doing it alone. I didn't even think about searching on internet, on Pinterest, on Instagram about coloring books. So it took me like six months to find the community. And after that, I was hooked up, you know, I started to meet people. I remember pretty good that the first person I talked to about coloring on Instagram was Irina. I, I really don't know how to spell the name. Irina Blackanery. Yes, yes. And I asked her something about her dark backgrounds and she answers me and it was a pretty good conversation and 
it started to feel like a part of a big family. But how much time do you have for coloring today? Today, not so much. When I first started to color, like three or four years ago, I, I didn't have the other hobbies like art journaling or doing mandalas or bullet journaling. Not even, I didn't have my, my business because my business is relatively new. So I had lots of times and I, I spent, uh, you know, half the morning doing uh, my workout routine and then I, I have like two or three hours a day to color before my kids arrive from school. But right now I don't have my, I, you know, I can't, there are weeks when I can't color at all. You know, this week I just did it like an hour two days ago and that's it. I want to go back to when you first discovered internet and the, the coloring community. How did your coloring change after seeing other person's pictures? Well, it changed a lot. I mean, I think it was the same for you, <laughs> for yes. everyone, because you started to get a lot of inspiration. And most important, I think that you learn from the others a lot. You discover new techniques, you discover new materials or new, uh, you know. When I started, I had my Prisma colors, and for me, they were like the most amazing pencils in the world. And right now, I only have Prisma colors and polychromos, but there's a whole world of color pencils that you can use. So for me, it's a learn. It was and is still a learning experience. What is it that makes uh, polychromes your favorites? I can't compare only Prisma colors and polychromes, but I love the quality of polychromes. Prisma colors tends to break a lot and I hate that. So do you layer a lot? Yes, I layer a lot. Because you can layer with Prismacolors of course too, but with Polychromos it's even... What I like the most about Polychromos is I find them like soft, you know, soft when you color. You can layer a lot and the colors start to build up in a very smooth way. Prisma colors are more like more intense. Mm -hmm. The way I use them, I don't know. I find them, I find them more intense and you can layer uh, a lot because at the end you get like, I don't know, like some serum or something. But I like it too. I like it too and I use them a lot too. You have this blog, A Ton of Colors. How mm. did that start? I have my blog, but you know what? It's been like ages since I updated something in my blog. Mm, I haven't found the time. I have a friend here in Colombia who she's now one of my business partners that has been blogging for years now. And she blogs about maternity and creativity and, you know, mama stuff. It's like a mama lifestyle blog. And we were in a music lesson with our kids once and I told her that I was so happy with my hobby, with my coloring hobby, because not because the coloring itself, but because I was finding that coloring 
was like doing some active meditation and I thought, you know, like I was told you before, like it's the magic in coloring. It's not only that you can color and have good pages or bad pages. It's that you can relax. It's a way to take away the stress, uh, the problems of the day. So I was telling her that and she told me that I should write a blog about that. So you don't have as much time for the blog now, but there are still a lot of things you can go and read there. You can read. Yeah, I have things. You know what I loved the most was doing the, the interviews with you, with, with all the coloring community. But I really don't have much time. I think if I find the time, I think I have lots of material to put in on the blog. But I really need to find the time because my new business is taking a lot of time. And we're going to talk about that business But I have some more questions before that. So w when you are coloring, where do you sit? I have seen some pictures of a beautiful studio. Is there where you sit? Yeah, I, I sit in my studio. I sit in my studio. You know, I spend all day in my studio. <laughs> I can understand that because it looks fantastic, like a dream. I'm grateful because uh, I don't live in, in the city, in the center of Medellin. I live uh, like in a gated community outside the city and it's kind of the full of trees and nature so I have a very good view from <laughs> from my desk <laughs> and this gigantic table yeah you know I wanted to do something big for whole, for the whole family my husband he works a lot he travels a lot but he's very handy you know for Christmas we gifted We give him a guitar that he built. So he built a guitar and we painted the guitar together. And we like to do things like that as a family. So I wanted a big table for the whole family. So you are sitting there sometimes, the whole fam family? Yeah, I sit a lot with my kids and sometimes my kids' friends comes over and we paint together and I try to teach them to do galaxies or something like that. And my husband sits a lot there too, yeah. Are you coloring one picture at the time or do you have several whips? No, never a whip, <laughs> never. I start a page and I finish the page. How long does it take for you to finish a page? Right now, at the moment, I'll say that I take like a week to p finish a page. And, but some weeks I can do two pages. But some weeks I just want to paint mandalas. So it's changing with my mood, I think. <laughs> When you are creating, do you sit in silence or do you listening to music or anything? I'm, I sit in silence. I, I think when you are like me, like running all the time with lots of ideas in your head, Silence for me is like a sacred thing, you know, I sit in silence all the time. Sometimes in the afternoons, usually in the afternoons, I don't know why, I put some music. Or sometimes I try to listen some podcasts, you know, that's the only thing. But I, I listen podcasts on the bike because I ride up an indoor bike every day. So I listen podcasts on the bike. How many books do you have today? Is it still just a Daria's song? No, I have like 30 books. I, I haven't counted. But I, I'll say I don't have as many as as I, I've seen 
on Instagram in the community, you know, because people can have lots of books. <laughs> I don't know. I know. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, I, I have lots of books, but, you know, last year, at the beginning of the last year, I did a commitment with myself and I said, I won't buy things just to buy things. I want to buy the things that I really, really love. So, for example, I love Maria Trolle. I love Hannah Carson books. So I have them all. But from, for other artists or, or, or other books, I, I have tried to be pretty, pretty careful with what I buy because I realize that I have lots of books uh, that I don't use a lot. So I'll say that I have like 30 books, maybe less, 25, 30. What is it about Hannah Carlson and Maria Trolle that you like so much? You know, the first thing I want to feel in a book is a good quality. I like Clara Markova, I like uh, Emily, I, I don't remember her last name. Emily Lidhel Öberg, yes. Yeah, and I love those books because they have a pretty good quality. I love books with hardcover <laughs> yes, and with good paper. But in terms of illustration, I I don't know. I feel they touch my, my soul, I think. You know, Hannah Carson's illustrations are, are sometimes whimsical, but they are also strong. I have a strong feeling when I watch something from Hannah Carson, and I like that. And with Maria Trolle, is quite the opposite. They are so cute, um, soft pictures. Yes. I don't know why, but I, those are my two favorite artists. How do you choose what to color next? What I usually do is like let my kids pick the picture. <laughs> ah, <laughs> then you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. They usually pick my pictures, my kids. That, that's the truth. I have, I have lots of post-its on the pictures they, they choose, so I start to, to do them. How do you approach a new page? How do you start? I usually look for a, for a color palette inspiration on Pinterest. And I try to balance my blues because I, I have a tendency to color a lot, a lot with blues and cold colors. I like them the most. So um, that's what I do. I, I try to, to choose a color palette and to choose the, the medium because sometimes I like to, to do a page with uh, watercolors. You know, sometimes I feel like I don't want to color with color pencils, so I'm going to do with watercolors. And that you have to have a very different approach. And you can do watercolors in every book, you know. So you color in the books, you don't print if you want to use watercolors, for example. I color on the books all the time. And I make a big mess sometimes. And I have lots of failures and I have lots of, you know, when I use watercolors, I use a, a little cardboard to avoid uh, damaging all the, uh, the other pages. Mm, but I don't, I don't print out. No, I always color on the books. If I look on your Instagram, and you have also mentioned it in the interview, uh, you are doing mandalas on your own. Yes, I love that. 
When did you start to do that? And why? I started to paint mandalas a year ago when a friend asked me a very good question, actually. And it's a pretty good question for you to ask your guest, too. She asked me, why do you color on coloring books? And why don't you create your pages? Why don't you draw your colors, uh, your pages and color something you draw? She asked me that, and I didn't have a very good answer. I said that I love coloring books, and that's it. But she made me think, I don't draw. I answered that. I don't do drawings. But I started to think, why can I draw? So I started to draw, but it was very hard for me because I didn't want to draw like nature or flowers or things like that because I don't know how to draw. And I'm an engineer, you know, so I'm a civil engineer, so I, I know how to use a, a transporter. <laughs> I know how to use a rule, a ruler. And I, so I started to do something that was close to my heart, close to my knowledge, and that's how I started to do mandal. So how do you do your mandalas? Um, my mandalas, I don't know. I think mandalas draw themselves alone you know I you start with a circle and then you finish with something uh, but I don't plan I don't have a plan for my mandalas never they just I don't know they just draw themselves I think <laughs> are you doing them first with regular pencil and then use uh, ink over or how do you do I started doing it first with pencil and then I did the ink. But right now I just, I don't use a pencil. You just use the ink from start? Yeah. Oh, that's brave. Yeah, but you know, it's the same with coloring pages. I think you just have to, to do it and no pressure at all. If it doesn't turn out good or how you like it, well, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. <laughs> you just start over and that's it. So what, what is it about mandalas that is so fun to do for you? I find that I don't have to think at all. Like I was telling you, I don't plan a mandala. I don't, I don't really have a plan or, or a map. For me, it's like a real, real uh, way of decompress because I, I don't think at all when I'm doing a mandala. You have some really cool mandalas where you have combined a mandala with galaxies. Yes, I love to do galaxies. I love to paint um, watercolor galaxies. How did you come up with that idea to combine them in the same picture? I started to draw mandalas just in black and white. Uh, one of the twins told me that I should put some color on my drawings. And I was like, no, I prefer the black and white. But one, I don't know, I, I think that I once I find that the mandala could be really cool with the galaxy. So I started to do that. And today I usually have some color on my mandalas. How do you do your galaxies? Because you have done a lot of them and they are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Galaxies are pretty cool to do. They are extremely easy. I started to do it because they were easy and fun and pretty good to do with your kids. But how do you do? I use watercolor. You have your watercolor paper. 
it is very important to have watercolor paper or a very, very good paper because when you are doing galaxies, you need to have your paper pretty wet. So the main thing is you put water on your paper and you start to, to add pops of color. Ah, so it's flowing out. Yeah, you can do it on... Uh, with wet on dry, but I used to do it with in wet on wet. So I wet the paint with the watercolor, and I use my watercolor on a wet paper. I usually do that. And w what are your favorite colors to use? Always blue, you know. <laughs> I love to use blues and greens and purples. I don't know why, actually. I feel they are, they reflect more like my personality, I think. I don't feel comfortable when I work with warm colors, yellows or oranges, but I like to use them and I like to challenge myself to use warm colors. But I think that I find that cold colors like blues and greens are pretty suiting. I like that. But if you do a galaxy in your coloring books, how do you do that when you can't use this wet on wet? Okay, so when I do when I'm doing galaxies on mandalas, I always do like I told you wet on wet, and on the coloring books I I do the mandalas the galaxy sorry with color pencils and it's pretty hard and it takes lots of time. <laughs> so you do galaxies with polychromos? No, usually I do it with the Prismacolors because they are more creamy, like you said, that they are more intense. It's, I think it's easier to build up the colors with the, um, in galaxies with, with the Prismacolors. And sometimes I do a layer first with watercolor pencils in the, in the coloring books. And something I learned from Irina was to use Pens, you know, like uh, I use Stabilo pens sometimes before, like a first layer. Ah, and then colored pencils on top. And then color pencils, exactly. And I think one of the most important things when you do a galaxy is the stars, because it doesn't look like a galaxy until you add the stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you add them? I add them with uh, acrylic paint, always with acrylic paint and a uh, toothbrush. <laughs> So you splash them with the acrylic paints and a brush? Yeah. How do you do to protect the picture if you have a picture? If the galaxy is in a coloring book and you have a picture that you don't want to be splashed? I put a paper and cover the picture with, uh, with some paper. But I, I don't, I, I find I myself that I have lots of, of images in the pictures that uh, have a splash of acrylic paint <laughs> on the wrong place yeah but i really don't mind at all so acrylic paints and watercolors or prismacolors for your big galaxies for my, for my galaxies yes and acrylic paints are good in coloring books because you don't need so much water to to paint with them so you can put them in the pages in the coloring books without damaging other pages for the backgrounds i love to use the acrylic paints they are so opaque and they are so intense and you can use them in a pretty intense way when you don't, when you don't put too much water on them, 
acrylic paints are have a very very intense and vibrant color i did a background with acrylic paint last week because it was a very big space and i just wanted one color on it and i thought a posca pen would take too much time so i mixed two colors a blue and a white to make it more light but i thought it dried very fast the paint uh, ran ran out and i didn't know how to find the same color again do you have any <laughs> tips for that you know that that's something that i find um, not so good about acrylics because you need to either make lots of paint and sometimes you 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 don't use them all and acrylics dry and you can use them like watercolors afterwards or sometimes you just uh, have to improvise you know <laughs> try to do the same color again i did last week too um a watercolor background in sagor oshak sagner book well you know the name and i had that the same problem i was a black and blue background with uh, like a red at the end of the picture and i had to mix if you see with a very good light the picture you will find that the blues are always different <laughs> I find very good when you have variations on the colors because it's like, you know, you have a, a little more texture. I try not to put too much pressure on things when I color. Right now, I am I'm learning to let go, you know, the feeling or the need for perfection. <laughs> That's actually a really good advice because I think perfection is an enemy to creativity. Yes, yes. You need to, to let go... A lot of things you need to accept that uh, nothing is perfect. And sometimes imperfect things look pretty good too. I totally agree. So what does the community mean to you? You know what I love the most is get to know people in not only in the, in the coloring aspect of their lives, you know, but I love when you can see other things about people and they let you see a peak of their lives not only the coloring pages but a little bit when they are traveling i find it fascinating you know that i can say okay i have a friend in, in france that likes to color and she told me that there's anything and i, I love that and i think that uh, for me it, it's like the half of the hobby is the community <laughs> I agree. I don't think I would have stuck to coloring so for so long if it wasn't for the coloring friends and the community. What is Ceresencia? Okay, Ceresencia. It's a company about self-care, uh, about creative self-care. You know, so Ceresencia in, in in Spanish it means something like a, a your essence like your essence in English. So we, what we are trying to do is to share our love for creativity and create things with your hands, with people, and demonstrate that you can be creative in every aspect of your life. Uh, because people have a tendency to say, I, oh, I am not creative, I, I can't, I'm not innovative, I, I can't create, and everybody is creative, everybody can create things, and when you open your mind to creativity, it, uh, you open lots of new 
questions, new ideas, new ways to solve problems uh, in every aspect of your life. And we are trying to teach people to be open to new things and let uh, use your hands again, because in this digital era, you know, we are always doing things in our computers or our telephones, and we forgot to use our hands. It's an important way to connect with yourself and to grow as a person and as a professional too. I told you at the beginning of the interview that, okay, I have a background in innovation. I, I study uh, innovation management and cognitive science, and I know the importance not only in your daily life, but also in your professional life of creativity. You need to be open, and so we are teaching people to discover the potential they have with creativity. So you have three friends that have started this company? Me and other two girls. And uh, what have you done so far? Can you give some examples? We mainly do workshops here at Medellin, uh, workshops about uh, bullet journaling, uh, about uh, art journaling. So we have uh, workshops in very specific topics about art journaling. So we do things to to be creative uh, using collage, for example, or or using some different prompts that we gave people. And we also have a workshop about creative consciousness. <laughs> it's like a, a creative meditation. It's like a form of meditation and it's a workshop when you let your emotions flow through creativity and through drawing and coloring. And I saw something that appealed to me, color and wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like a, a cool reunion with your friends at the afternoon when you finish your work day. So you go and have some delicious food and a very good wine and you start to paint. And it's funny because a lot of people doesn't like to paint or or don't know how to paint. But on this specific scenario, painting is just the outlet and just like the the motive to make a, a reunion with friends. But it's not about painting and we don't, you know, we don't teach how to paint. That's not our business because we are not artists. All of us know about creativity. So we try to teach people how to open their minds to be creative. And wine painting, our uh, wine painting afternoons are a very huge success here. And we really always have a very good time. This art journaling and bullet journaling that you also do, how long have you done those things? No, I'm relatively new. Okay, I've been bullet journaling for like a year and a half. And it's a very, very good way to stay productive in a very creative way. I like to write things down to remember. And bullet journal allows me that. And that's what I like the most because I, I, I used to have my phone full of little notes and little things and it was very difficult to understand what my week <laughs> looking at my phone 
But now with my bullet journal, I can say, you know, I have my week planned and I can see it in a glance, in just a glance. And our journaling, I'll say that I, that I started to do our journaling like a, a year ago. Uh, but I'm really, I'm recently started to do it like uh, more consistently. And I love it. I love it because it's a way to, to express your feelings in a very creative way. Like, I'm not a big fan of writing, you know, my feelings down, things like that. I, I'm, it's not me. But with my art journal, I, I, I'm finding that I can write quotes that uh, have a meaning to me, that are close to my heart in this specific moment. And it's uh, a way to challenge um some feeling in a specific uh, moment, it's something that I'm feeling right now. I can't put it into words or paint or colors or quotes or stickers. I don't know. So bullet journaling is uh, like uh, a calendar, but more creative. It can be as creative as you want, because if you happen to see my husband's bullet journal, bullet journal, you will see that it's not creative at all. It's just his writing. But it's, yeah, but it's a way to have a calendar, an agenda. I will say more like an agenda in a creative way, while at least, at least in a very organized, an analog way, you know, it's like the opposite to the digital calendar we all have in our phones. It's our calendar, our our agenda in a analog way. So when you write down, you remember better. That's a fact. And you can take a glance at your personal or professional life at the same time. So yeah, it, it's for for us. And the way we see it in in our company is like a productivity tool. And you can do it in a very creative way if you want. And art journaling, I think that is more difficult to understand what it is. Yeah, it is difficult to understand what it is. Uh, art journaling is, is, is a way to express your feelings and to put uh, your thoughts in a page, you know, it's something like, I think that our journaling is something la that little girls used to do, you know, little girls have uh, books when they wrote uh, little letters to their friends or things like that, you know, but our journaling, it's also a tool to express your feelings through art. And by art, I mean, if you can do watercolor, you can do collage, you can do drawings if you want, you can do like a scrapbook if you prefer, things like that. So that's what it is. It's the, it's the perfect way to create, to, to learn your creative expression without rules, because when you are art journaling, you don't have any rules. You just create a page with whatever you want. Huh? 
Before you get Natalia's best tips for how to kickstart your creativity, I want to thank all of you that listens to and enjoy my podcast. You can always contact me with feedback or with tips for topics and people to interview on Instagram or email. And a very special thank you to all of my supportive patrons who pays a small amount every month so I can keep doing this podcast. If you also want to be my patron, go to passionistacolorista.com and click support me in the menu. Depending on level of patronship, you get early access to the episodes, extra material and even some exclusive episodes. The extra material can be coloring pages, discount codes on Etsy and longer episodes. If you are a patron with access to extra material for this episode, you will be able to hear Nati's best tips for how to start doing art journaling and you will hear how my buying stop is going. Now back to Natalia and her best tips. I think that my best tip for creativity and calling books also is to don't hang out, hang up on uh, perfection, you know, that's because when I was, when I first uh, started to color, I felt so frustrated sometimes because my pages weren't like the pages I was seeing on Instagram, you know, because uh, there are lots of very, very good artists on Instagram, you know, people that color and use lots of mediums on their pages. And at the beginning, I was just doing coloring, coloring, coloring pencils. And I didn't understand why my pages weren't as good as some other pages I was seeing. And I very quickly discovered that it wasn't about perfection, you know, and everything about creativity is about let things flow the way they flow. You know, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, that things, your pages don't need to be perfect to be, to be good, to be pretty, to, to, to mean something. Because at the end, for me, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a perfect page. It's like the feelings you get when you see that page. For me, that's the point. In coloring books or in mandalas or in your journal, uh, the bullet journal, it actually has a purpose for organizing your life. But the other things, uh, like coloring books, I like to feel something when I see a page, uh, my page or uh, other artist pages. So don't strive for, for perfection. I think that's my best advice. But how to achieve that if you are a person that are very self-critical, a perfectionist? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the queen of uh, ripped pages on coloring books, you know, <laughs> because when I don't like something, I just rip out, you know, so I don't know. It's something like you have to work very hard to accept and I'm trying to do it. I'm, I'm learning on the, pro, uh, you know, in the, in the process, in, in time you learn to accept your pages as they are and know that you don't have to publish everything you color. You know, if you don't like the page, you don't have to publish and you don't have to love it because this is a hobby that is supposed to be fun and, and it's supposed to be for relaxation, not to, to be hard on yourself. So 
is the same as, as the feelings. Usually our feelings are all over the place. You feel thousands of emotions in one day, but you just need to let them flow. I don't know. I don't know how to achieve that, but for me, is is the is the at the end is the knowledge that first, if you don't like your page, you don't have to show your page to anyone. You know, that's something that is really it's it's as simple as that. You know, you don't have to put yourself out if you don't feel that your job is what you want it to to, to be. We are all on, a, on some kind of process, so you don't have to show everything. And if you don't like something, just, okay, let's skip that page and, and learn from your mistake. And I say mistake in a very loose way because when you are coloring, well, sometimes you just drop water on your page. That's something that you can, you know, you can avoid. But if your colors are not the colors you want it to be, well, you know, that's something you learn from the next time. Great tips, because I think I think this perfection thing really scares people off to start a new page, to to try new things or to to feel happiness about what they are doing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I you know, I have friends, coloring friends that have uh, like, uh, I don't know, 50 or more books and don't use them because they are afraid to damage the pages or to do something uh, ugly, let's say. And I'm just like, okay, what's the point to have a coloring book if you're not going to use it? All my coloring books have at least one page colored, all of them. And sometimes I don't color in them anymore because I didn't like the paper or or the illustrations weren't something that are something that called me in a daily basis. But I don't know. I I just, I just learned that you have to test your coloring books. You have to test different materials. That's something that is very very. Uh, it's wonderful, you know, when you start to use acrylics or watercolor pencils or watercolors, soft pastels. I don't know. You you feel a, a, you have a feeling of accomplishment, even if the page doesn't turn the way you want it to be. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you, everyone that have been listening. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.